1: Megan and Tierney. And guest will make three. God damn army. Mash Minute. Welcome back to Mash Minute, the movies by Minute podcast analyzing the 1970 Robert Altman film One Minute at a Time. I'm Tierney Steele. I'm Megan Coleman. And we've got a guest today. Woo! Hello! I was going to say, are you excited too?
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is only my my second uh, exposure to M.A.S.H. Ooh. Ooh. So, yeah.
1: We're going to get into it at the top. Well, first tell them who you are, because that might be a little weird to not.
2: (laughs) Yes, uh, I'm I'm not an unnamed voice. I am Mike Carlucci, former co-host of Return to Oz Minute with One Tierney. Woohoo. Yeah.
1: That was a good one. This is a very different movie. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I should let our listeners know that today we're going to focus on Minute 97, which begins with football practice and ends with uh, Henry contributing his idea for how to win a football game. But I think maybe I will just dive right in and ask Mike at the top of the minute episode, however the terminology works for this podcast format, what's your MASH history, your origin story?
2: Well, I really didn't grow up with any idea about what I I mean I had heard of MASH. I heard like the last episode was like the big episode and that was about it until I think you had a MASH birthday party maybe and we all watched MASH together. (laughs) And that was my that was my MASH experience.
1: I'm so pleased that Megan and I could basically be <laughs> your only knowledge of MASH. I want you to know we take this responsibility very
0: seriously. We do. <laughs> sure. I mean, we do. Yes. We do as much as <laughs> we can. In a mashy sort of way.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Were you Had you seen Robert Altman films
0: before?
2: Yes. Uh, I've seen a few Altman films. Have you seen Prairie Home
0: Companion?
2: Yes, I've seen Prairie Home Companion and I've seen Nashville.
1: Okay, so you and Megan are on the same wavelength (laughs) and I will just sit here quietly,
0: (laughs) having not seen either. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. She was coming back. I mean, I think she was supposed to, and then <laughs> it could have been, right? I think that's, like, wasn't that, like, right around the time she sort of, like, got back into all the drugs and the alcohol? And yeah. Like, if she'd cleaned up her act, maybe that could have been her? It's still a really weird movie, Lindsay Lohan or no, but, or not, I should say. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan is not
1: why that movie is weird. She just happens to be in a weird movie at a weird time in her life.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was like, I mean, I guess, spoiler, are, there, are we... Are there spoilers for the Prairie Home Companion movies?
0: <laughs> Probably not. So,
2: are they all dead? I didn't understand the I ending at all. I didn't get
0: that either. The ending's so weird. It's like, I wait, don't... is this a
1: shining situation? because maybe i do want to watch this right because
0: the shining right the shining he right because the shining it does it turn out he is dead or we're not i can't i haven't seen that movie so long. nobody knows okay so when i think he might be dead i'm not wrong but i'm not right either okay cool well he is but it's (laughs) weird because how could he be both he's
1: schrodinger's jack nicholson Sorry, I just got really distracted because I was listening to, I think it was The Doctor's Companion about Doctor Who, but I was definitely listening to a podcast and in it, one of the hosts said, does the phrase curiosity killed the cat because of Schrodinger's cat? And if you're curious and open the box, the cat dies. And now I can't reference that without thinking about it and wondering. And I hope it was The Doctor's Companion, but if it wasn't, there's a shout out to that podcast too. (laughs) Um, but okay, so this wasn't your first exposure to Robert Altman, because I think it was probably mine, and I was very confused on what I was supposed to be watching and listening to and understanding.
2: <laughs> yeah, huge cast, big scenes. His, that's his bread and butter.
1: It's very different from the movie we covered one minute at a time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I forgot. I do have one more piece of mashed knowledge growing Ooh, up. Okay because i i was and and still am big into weird al yankovic. <gasps> Jamie Farr is mentioned in Everything You Know Is Wrong and that like i didn't know who that was except i found out that he was in MASH like in middle school.
1: Jamie Farr bringing the people together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I can also sit back while you and Megan talk about how awesome it is to see Weird Al live.
0: Oh, he's amazing. Ah. Oh. Oh, I want to see him well, again live some other time. He has to go on tour again so I can do that. But yes. Oh, you uh-huh. have, If you have a chance, Tyranny, you really should. He's just fabulous. He's oh, so great. So I should change the topic back to M.A.S.H. Oh, okay.
1: M.A.S.H. <laughs> Yay. we're gonna live forever no um <laughs> fame? All right, what?
0: So, <laughs> now we're seeing fame the what? way
1: you said mash it oh. just reminded me of it all right so this is our fabulous football practice there's just a lot happening it is very altman and i have to call attention to blake's lines which make me incredibly happy <laughs> keep Pushing that, uh, whatever you call it. <laughs> Is this how you feel with these minutes, Tierney, with your vast football knowledge? My vast <laughs> football knowledge consisting of two powder puff games living near the football practice field my senior year of college, so I saw them pushing these whatever you call it, <laughs> and a misplaced love of the Cleveland Browns that I discovered a couple years ago when I just wanted them to be happy. And now they're happier, but this season, not so much.
2: (laughs) Aren't the Browns known for being terrible? They are. They're very
1: sweet and they've got two dogs two one lives in the offices and then one goes on the field he just retired but his son is going to take over well that's good i guess (laughs) continuity all right i don't think people came to mash minute minute 97 to know that there's a dog named moose who lives in the cleveland browns offices and a dog named swagger who was their (laughs) live mascot yes his name was swagger I mean, oh it's still God. his swagger. He's just, you know, doesn't have to run out in the field anymore. Nice. So
2: he's spending less time with his family in retirement.
1: And <laughs> isn't that the real truth? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Blake does about as much coaching of the cheerleaders as he does the football team here. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, no. It's, uh, this looks like me trying to make up cheers. It's I want people to brace themselves. It's not great, the cheerleading in this movie.
0: (laughs) I mean, at least they look like they're trying to be coordinated together, right? They they don't I mean, they're, you know, I'll give them
1: that. They're not doing different things, just what they're all doing together not too impressive but then what do you expect it happens and then i do not understand i never heard this before because everyone's you know you're hearing the cheerleaders you're hearing the grunting and Mm -hmm. people yelling and all this stuff and the whistle blowing. but i turned on the closed captioning and blake says radar you're a coach you're not a corporal you're a coach (laughs) i don't get it but i love it
2: i was actually going to ask about that because i was like is he doing something corporally like is he giving an order you, nothing else is really happening i guess
0: nobody knows nobody knows because i like i don't even see radar he's somewhere oh i see i mean you see him for like a hot second like walking by with boom yeah but...
1: you're aware that he's there
0: yeah okay but yeah that's about true. it
1: and sideman is clearly the person who's like kind of running that mm. it looks like and sounds like um i do like the men take five and then my most, most men collapse onto the ground. Yeah. That felt, as someone who played JV softball, that felt very real to me. <laughs> <laughs> A team so good at softball that we were yelled at for eating Twizzlers on the field.
2: <laughs> that sounds like class all the way. That
0: sounds like my kind of sports. I <laughs> had to participate.
2: Now that I know dogs are part of the Cleveland Browns, Do we have a name for the dog uh, participating in the cheerleading practice?
1: Oh, I don't know, but I do love that you picked up on that. See, Megan, someone else brought it up to me. (laughs) I've been mentioning, like, every dog that runs
0: through a scene. She's brought in dogs even when dogs have not been in the scene. (laughs) It's her talent. (laughs) The hidden podcasting talent. (laughs) By cicada.
1: Someone get me a free ticket to Ohio. I'm needed in Cleveland.
0: <laughs> Finds the canine connection in everything. You, if you don't bring <laughs> in dogs in North by Northwest, I'm going to be sorely disappointed, <laughs>
1: Someday we'll find it, the canine connection. <laughs> the swaggers,
2: the mooses, and me. <laughs> then you add in like a nice, uh, awoo sound.
1: I wonder if it's too much cross-podcast craziness if I do the awoo from buffering the vampire slayer. <laughs>
0: Until next
1: time, uh, this is going swimmingly. I love this. <laughs> this is about what I expected.
2: Drop in some special effects.
1: <gasps> yeah. For the record, this dog does not have a name, although Hawkeye affectionately refers to I don't think it's this dog. I think it's the smaller one as Pup Pup.
0: Oh, yeah. I think it might be the smaller one, too.
1: Yeah, that's the closest we get to them having a name. They're just strays that hang out at the camp. In case our listeners were curious, it's extremely hard to adopt a dog who was overseas with the U.S. Armed Services. Not that I looked into it. These units pick up these strays and then they take care of them, but then they come back to the States and and it's incredibly difficult to get them over here. Especially if you're not in the service. It's basically impossible if you're not in the service yourself or have some connection to it. So I will just have to adopt an American stray someday. So, <laughs> the big action overlapping craziness comes to a little halt, and we have this conversation between. And look, I'm just gonna call him that because, as far as Mash is concerned, that is his name. And I legitimately did not know this was a racial slur until like a week ago between Blake, Spearchucker, and Hawkeye. <clears throat> Blake is not the racial slur. It's the middle one. So you've watched the whole movie, Mike, or are you just dropping in?
2: I didn't rewatch it for the podcast, but I because I had a, a good memory of of what was okay. going on. For so the you remember
1: part. that Jones was a pro. Yeah and he's gonna be their ringer and so this made me think of because he asked you know i love henry we look pretty lousy don't we and i love that actually no i'll call him jones i love that i love that jones like kind of plays it like well for college players that have been out of training for seven or eight years yeah you look pretty lousy <laughs> <laughs> it's a really well delivered
2: insult yeah well i mean. Don't- He's giving them a lot of compliment of like, oh, yeah, you know, you guys all played in college and probably most of them, did. I guess, did not have real formal football
1: experience. Well, and even the ones that did, I mean, Hawkeye played for Anderscog in college, which is made up of basically the equivalent of Bowden or Bates up in Maine. And Trapper played for Dartmouth. So, like, these are not (laughs) hotbeds of Southern Conference college football. (laughs) Like, yes, they have football experience and they were college players, but they weren't being scouted or anything. (laughs) So Hawkeye explains his plan for how they're going to do the bet, make some money, all that great stuff. And I have to say how much I love that as Jones and Blake turn to each other, Hawkeye does say, I got to get some water. You go, Donald Sutherland. You have your exit (laughs) line that's not just you wandering out of the scene. Good job.
0: (laughs) It's kind of un like in a way.
1: But (laughs) (laughs)
0: Resolution? What?
1: (laughs) We don't need no stinking resolution. We don't need no resolution. So I don't know about pro football players who were also neurosurgeons who served in Korea. This Jones is a new thing to me, although he is based on a real person. So I'm going with it, but it absolutely made me think of the song, my favorite spring. So everyone get your tissues out and listen to that. It's by Tom Paxton and it's about a guy who gets scouted by the St. Louis cards. He's a pitcher and he's pitching in double A I think. Minors. Doing really well. Korean War breaks out. He ends up in Japan. They become Far East champs. And then the day MacArthur got fired, something snapped in my shoulder. That was all she wrote for me. But then, should I spoilers for the song My Favorite Spring? Sure. He has a son, and the end of the song is his son being a pitcher. And the last line is, people say he takes after his dad.
2: Well, it's a heartwarming end to the tale.
1: It is! It is, I have to say, it's on my... So every year we go out to Cooperstown and there's... The Hall used to put out like CDs of baseball songs and I had to build my own baseball playlist because I am a millennial like that apparently. And this is always on them and I always cry. So I can't be driving when it comes (laughs) on. But yes, I know a lot of baseball players that went over there. But yeah, football, I I don't really got anything for this. I can post a picture of my Ted Williams in Korea t-shirt that I have. Does that count? (laughs) What are you looking up?
0: (laughs) Oh, well, I did a quick search for football players who were who were doctors? Oh. Ooh. And apparently there's a New York Times article from last year. Chief Lyman gets his medical degree, then heads back to practice. Oh. His name is Laurent. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this French. Sorry, Chris. Der Tardif. Did you do the hand motion while you said it? That no, really I didn't. sells it. No, I didn't. But he's from <laughs> That's <Quebec>. Chris's trick. <laughs> oh, okay. So let's try it again. Laurent Dernabe Tardif? Sure. Sure. He's from <laughs> yeah. Quebec. So, and he went to McGill. Hey. But I'm not sure if he's playing this season. Okay. That's what I don't know. That's still pretty cool. Yeah, right? Medical degrees
1: take a lot of work to get. My goodness. <laughs> I was looking for, he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and the actor playing Jones played, like, was drafted by one team, played for another was traded to one team, played for another. Like, there are four different teams involved if you look at his biography, so. But I think, was he with Kansas City when he got the, when he played in the Super Bowl? Who, Lauren? For, no, Fred oh, for Williamson. Dreams. Okay,
0: I don't know. He was
1: in a Super Bowl, and I almost want to say it was with the Chiefs, and that would be a beautiful little synergy... Thing. Oh, <laughs> maybe know, synergy's the wrong hope word. Help my
0: Google search if I took Lawrence's name out while searching for someone new. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a
1: genius like that. Whoa. Okay. Fred Williamson was on a TV show named, like, legitimately sexual predator alert. But if you just glance really quickly, that is very worrisome when you <laughs> see that. <laughs> Yikes. It did. Zero episodes. Okay, so he was in talks to do a TV show then. (laughs) Yeah, Oakland Raiders, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh,
0: nice.
1: All coming back around. All
0: coming back around. (laughs) Good times.
1: Yeah, and the minute ends with Henry saying he has an idea. And we don't find out until tomorrow what that idea is. But I will tell listeners who are only following one minute at a time that... (laughs) It's going to be real good.
2: It's real good. Fred Williamson, by the way, is still alive.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So if they remade MASH, he could have a part. He He could could. be in it. I don't know if he has any interest in doing that, and I don't think (laughs) anyone has any interest in making it, but it is possible. I mean, did I think I was going to get to see new Lando in my lifetime? No, I did not. (laughs) But I am. I'm really excited about it. (laughs)
2: Nice. Now there's two Landos.
1: Ooh. There is, and they're both really good in their own ways. Hmm.
2: Plus Lando Griffin.
1: (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) anything else coming to mind for anyone for this minute?
2: So I I have a note about the cheerleading practice. Ooh, okay. I don't know if it's because they're all wearing sweatshirts or because they're dancing in front of dirt, but (laughs) it just... it calls to me about the tale of Bilbo Baggins when Spock is singing and he has the cheerleaders behind or the dance he has like a dancing crew. No, I'm sorry, not the tale. The ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Oh forgive okay. me. Forgive me, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was probably made about the same time, so similar like sweatshirt styles, I guess. Hmm. Similarly weird coordinated dancing. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a, an arm motion to, to <laughs> symbolize dancing. You're, you're all missing out on seeing it.
1: Re- next podcast, we should really do that thing where you videotape you recording the episodes, because <laughs> that's really what the world needs, more content. <laughs> How you doing, Megan? You good? Oh, you know what? Actually, I have a quick note about the cheerleading practice. Blake calls Houlihan hot lips. So I guess we've just completely given up on helping her not have that name. So I know the implication is she's over it by now. She doesn't mind. She's one of the gang. She's head cheerleader. But I just thought that was a little like, oh, okay. So we're just doing that to her face, I guess. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to end the episode on a downer note. They're having a lot of fun. I promise.
2: I've got got one more happy note then.
1: Ah, perfect.
2: The hat that the uh, play caller is where Coach is wearing, mm-hmm. flannel, but in like second 25, you can see it's festooned with all sorts of bits and bobs.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Henry, the consummate fisherman with all his lures stuck to his hat and it's quite a look. You know, from the first moment we met Henry and he critiqued how Duke and Hawkeye were dressed, I have been amused by Henry's choice of headgear. (laughs) I have felt he was really one to talk since like minute four. (laughs) Maybe it was more than four, but not by that much.
2: Like Elmer Fudd meets, I don't know, Elmer Fudd meets a fisherman who... (laughs) Keep their lures on their head.
1: <laughs> I mean, if Elmer Fudd had just slightly deviated from hunting into fishing, this could be him. Elmer Fudd has a speech impediment, not a stutter, huh? Henry has a stutter sometimes. So it's not perfect, but it's very close.
2: All right, men. Take five, you Weskily webbits.
1: <laughs> oh, man. You know, Elmer
2: Fudd doesn't have a speech impediment. Porky Pig has the stutter.
1: Porky Pig has the stutter, but Elmer Fudd says, be very, very quiet, I'm hunting wabbits.
2: I thought that was just his accent.
1: <laughs> I guess...
2: Sinking into those double, uh, wobblies?
1: Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> We've invoked the crystal skull! Well, that is definitely a sign that we are good. <laughs> I, I think we should run away before it gets anymore it's just ever since indiana jones minute pointed out how proud he is of himself for coming up with that line it just makes it worse (laughs) like if it was just said and over and done with and we could have moved on with our lives but he's like i got a good one then he says it like it just really puts it over the edge (laughs) anyway
2: it's not this movie i have a lot of issues with that but i love that line
1: I would have no problem with that line if it was true, but she wasn't speaking that way. Like two seconds before he says it, we hear her say a V and it's fine. Like, I don't understand. Anyway, this, that, that is ultimate hashtag wrong show. Yeah. That is literally another show that is currently running. You can find it by going to indianajonesminute.com. You can find it on moviesbyminutes.com. That is their problem, not ours. (laughs) And soon on MoviesByMinutes.com, you'll be able to find North by Northwest under the Hitchcock Minute, which Megan already referenced, we will be appearing on. Woohoo! Do you know that one, Mike? Do we need to get you on as a guest or something?
2: I have only seen one Hitchcock film. Which is? Which is Strangers on a Train.
1: Oh, I don't think I've seen that one.
2: It's awesome. It's very good.
1: Now, I will say North by Northwest does have a train with strangers. (laughs) to <laughs> meet on it. So that could maybe be a connection.
0: I think it was three years before North okay. by
1: Northwest. Well, everyone's got homework of movies to watch. Lots and lots of movies <laughs> to watch and podcasts to listen to. And you've only got 24 hours because we're going to come back with another minute. If you decide to fill those 24 hours with more of Mike Carlucci, Mike, you did a whole podcast.
2: Yeah. Go over to uh, Return to Oz minute because... com dot com yeah (laughs) we don't don't know every every domain because now that uh why not plug a billion dollar company now that disney plus is out or will be out as of november 12th return to oz is streaming for the first time ever
1: mike this is gonna air on the 13th the first full day that you could watch (laughs) return to oz this is perfect
2: yeah so there you go
0: wow that's amazing did did you guys get a bump when uh, Stranger Things headed on the marquee there? Yep, we had people. Well, we had people pointed out to us. Oh, I didn't okay. look at our numbers. Oh, I didn't so know if the were being like, I know that movie, but I don't know that movie. But what?
1: I absolutely made Mike do the technical <laughs> side of things and keep track of our stats and all that.
2: I was amazed that they had such an accurate marquee because I, I had to look it up afterwards. Like, oh, so the other movies really were playing? too. During Fourth of July of nineteen eighty five, and I mean, I it was because it started in June, but yeah.
1: I don't know I love it. It was kismet. It was meant to be. But yeah, I, now that Disney Plus is coming out, Return to Oz has gotten a huge bump in publicity. Although a lot of it has been people being scared, which we worked very hard in our podcast to help society overcome.
2: Yeah, and it's now the eightieth uh, anniversary of the Wizard of Oz movie. So twenty sixty five, we'll all be ready. 80 yes. years of return to Oz. It's coming mm. right up. Be here before you know it.
1: And then I had mentioned that I made you keep track of the statistics. And I was like, oh, right. And you write about baseball, which has a lot of statistics in it.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can still find stuff over at Over the Monster. Write about the Red Sox.
1: The Red Sox, which Ted Williams played on. Ted Williams was in Korea. Boom! <laughs> brought it back around. <laughs> All right. And not, and
2: not for nothing, won the MVP after three years away. That's pretty. That's a pretty crazy. His first MVP hadn't won one before. He was very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not an exaggeration.
1: We just lost like half our <laughs> listenership that hate the Red Sox. <laughs> we hope they will look past it. We hope they will come back tomorrow, and we will talk about football instead. Will that help? <laughs> football. Football. football? <laughs>